Got it. Hey, recording in progress. All right. Yay. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. I'm Frank Ferrari, your host, and I have uh, Andrea Catanio here with me. Uh, and uh, today we have a, we have a great show uh, ahead of us. Um, and I just want to introduce Andrea. If you haven't known, Andrea is um, a partner at uh, MSK. MSK is um, a pretty old law firm. Right, yeah. around a while, right? Founded in 1908, and we've got offices in LA, Manhattan, in New York, and DC. Wow. And, uh, you know, I'm a capital markets lawyer. Um, I help uh, entrepreneurs and, and business people grow their businesses and do private and public company transactions. But you should know my firm is really known for entertainment. We mm -hmm. represent Disney. I think, I think we were their, we've been their go to for 50, 60 years. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of music companies, like we bring clients to the Grammys every year because we do a lot of work for the Grammys for, um, MGM for, um, you know, lots of big music companies, Warner music. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of my partners are really heavy in that space. And that's just a little fun, important fact, because so many companies that are growing have celebrity connections oh or have a movie that they're working on or something that they need financed. And if I can make a connection... I'm a connector. That's what I love to do. I, I remember, I rem and, and we'll talk about this some other time, but I remember <laughs> you connected me with Danny DeVito. It was the greatest thing. Oh, how fun we was that? It's a great time drinking yes. limoncello. Going Danny DeVito's show. premier limoncello, you know, launched. So oh my God. Oh my God. Look what I just happened to have right here. Oh my God. Well, hold on. Hold on. There you go. All right. Wow. My husband yeah. also named Dan and Danny DeVito right in between us. This is so funny that I happen to have these here. And here I am with Rhea Perlman, his beautiful wife. I'm not sure if they're still married. That so was the done. same. I believe we were there the same. I have a lot. Yes. Of, I have a lot of old pictures and, and it's really good. And, and we, we just left you some share. But this uh, is how far we, but we go back. I mean, we've yeah, done deals together great. for 25 years. It was great, and, and you know what? I'm and I'm really happy now that you're at this firm because you know a lot of the a lot of the things we've done. I mean, Danny hasn't been the first and won't be the last celebrity, and, and a lot of it is, is sure. you know, they you know they they want to be represented in the right way, and especially with a lot of these different deals that are out there. And you know, I mean, when we talk about um, you being a deal person or a deal attorney, yeah. um, really the companies, the public companies that come to you um, are, are looking to access the markets and whatnot. And I mean, how how do you go about how do you go about recommending a way to go uh, with some of these companies? I mean, I, and I know you're really good at it, and I know you're sizing them up pretty good. And, and I know each company has different parameters. And I'm trying to cover up this picture of myself because it looks funny with me next to me. There we go. So right. <laughs> it really depends, Frank. You know, it's a great question because every company is a little bit different, and there are some attorneys and professionals that really specialize in companies when they're in the concept phase, um, where there's no business yet and they're just trying to drum up their idea and they might need, you know, an intellectual property attorney to, you know, consult with, um, and they're just getting their, that's like not my area. That's really not my area. I, they're, they're cert I'm certainly happy to have a conversation and maybe make a connection, but my area of expertise really comes into play and can benefit companies most when they've already established themselves a little bit. It doesn't have to be, you know, a 10-year-old company, but honestly, the profile, three to five years at least, 
where they've proven their business model and they have management already in place or some leaders who have a track record. And maybe they're really at the stage where they need to bring on some other advisors that are going to elevate the impression that investors will have when they take a look at their deck or their website. You know, if it's a biotech company, you want to have maybe some doctors on your advisory board, some scientists. Uh, if you're raising capital, it's great to have, you know, someone in the financial space. It's good to have a corporate securities attorney who understands how to do deals, maybe as your advisor. But having a lot of um, uh, help and visibly having the right team is going to be, you know, quite the advantage for a company. But you're asking what it really depends on what a company needs, like if they need um, a few million dollars for something very specific, I might talk with them about um, where to go. Uh, maybe a loan is best if they have, have cash flow or if they're at a point where they're willing to give up a portion of their company. This might remind you of Shark Tank. You know, what is, what is your company what worth? Are you willing to, to, you know, part with 10% of your company for a million dollars? And that means you're thinking your company is worth maybe $10 million. Where did you come up with that? Was it out of air? Hopefully it's based on some real things. Like, like, do you have assets? Do you have, you know, revenues? Do you have IP? So I'd ask a lot of questions. My answer to you is I would spend probably most of our first conversation asking a lot of questions and getting to know them personally and professionally. What is it that they're seeking? What do they envision their company being? <laughs> Pardon me in the future, in the near future, in the distant future. And then I can help them sort of map out where to go, how to structure a deal. And um, that's really where the fun comes in. But it's really best to answer the question when I have lots more info. Yeah. Okay, great, great. And, you know, I mean, now, I mean, the, the big thing is a lot of these, um, and, and what I've been seeing, because, uh, you know, I do see a lot of companies um come across my desk and what I've been a lot of yeah I mean what I've been seeing a lot of these companies are doing um reggae offerings and different type of offerings to go on crowdfunding sites mm -hmm. and um I mean how do you feel about that I mean is that good for some smaller companies essentially or bigger companies or how how, how does that kind of fit into the marketplace great great question and my like first reaction is I am a huge fan of general solicitation exemptions and reggae is one of them. We talked very briefly the last time about when a company is, you know, looking to, you know, raise capital selling equity, they have to either register shares with the SEC or they have to be relying on an exemption from registration. Reg A, Regulation A is an exemption from registration as is Regulation CF, stands for crowdfunding. Yeah. I'm a huge fan because... I see this as the future. I see people young and old wanting to get involved in the space of investing in companies that previously could only do so if they were, um, you know, an investor, an accredited investor under the um, supervision or realm of an investment banker or a placement agent. Um, you know, with crowdfunding, anyone, whether you're accredited or not, um, you can invest and you can become a shareholder unless we're talking about 506C, which could have its very own episode. Those are accredited investors only. It's um, a relatively new, like as of December of 2012 and really enacted in um, 
in mid-2015, Regulation D has now 506C. There's long for 100 years, 90 years, there's been, you know, 506, 504, 505, 506 of, you know, exemptions from registration. But 506C is just for accredited investors. But back to, do I like them? Yes. And almost, and I used to say, if a company has a fan base, an affinity group, products, consumer products, uh, they would be a great candidate for a Reg A or for a Reg CF because their customers might very well want to become. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought like with regular traditional crowdfunding sites, they would get, you know, perks and rewards and all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, so, you know, getting stocks, you know, at a, at a, at a price and, and, and been able to trade them is pretty cool. Definitely. And, yeah. you know, there are some really good, you know, the last time I looked, there were about 40 or so FINRA um, regulated portals. Um, if a company wants to consider using someone's platform for their crowdfunding offering or wants to get educated a little bit about it, there are a bunch that are good. I mean, one of the older ones, Start Engine, um, has now so many others that are doing, um, you know, what they do and, and more. I, I like... Um, uh, Dealmaker. Have, have you looked at Dealmakers? They're mm -hmm. incredible. Really, I like the uh, the founder. What's nice to see with some of these is they're very user friendly. So you absolutely need to chat with an attorney. Um, some of, you know, I'm uh, on many sites, a recommended attorney to have a conversation with. And a lot of us are happy to have that initial free consultation to give some um, guidance at the beginning. But the user friendliness of many of these portals and, and platforms enables a, a, a company to get a little more familiar with the process. If they're established, if they have revenues, if they have clients or customers already, that might be a really good um, avenue. Might be a so, good so you would say maybe prior to going, doing it like a, a public offering with a brokerage yes. firm? Or... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's great that you're asking these questions because even a public company can utilize general solicitation offering exemptions. A public company can use Reg A and Reg CF, but a private company is wise to use these exemptions to get their toe in the water, to start mm -hmm accessing the capital market, understanding how it works and building a shareholder base, you know, because as you know, as a market maker who's done thousands of 15C to 11s, as I recall, yeah. um, <laughs> you need a shareholder base, don't you? 100%, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. a, a nice way to build a shareholder base is, you know, let's say I'm a, a company that sells, um, like I've got this cool client, Zipa, happy Zs spell backwards. They sell this cool medical device that a dentist invented that really eliminates or sharply diminishes snoring. It's got like a special tongue strap and right down on it. It's wow. FDA, um, 510K cleared by the FDA. Super, super cool. I think they're up to, and you could you could read this on their website, but they're approaching $400,000 a month on Amazon. This is a cool company. So they were a great candidate for a Reg CF. Why? Because they have all these customers. Right. They have hundreds of thousands of customers over the years. So why not market to them and see if they want to become a shareholder? So they're a good candidate. But don't limit yourself if you're a company that does something else 
uh, to just other exemptions because Reg CF or Regulation A might be still worthwhile. And starting with CF is not a bad idea. It's not mm -hmm. a bad idea. You could raise a million seventy thousand without audited financial statements, and if you have audited financial statements, five million. Um, these numbers may have changed recently. Mm -hmm. a lot. If anyone's interested, I'm happy to have a conversation. But here's what's cool about CF, among lots of things. Um, Regulation A has a testing the waters component to it, where you can ask for indications of interest. But for a Reg A, there's tier one and tier two. I don't want to get into all the details now, but you know it's ex more a more expensive process to do a Reg A instead of using the testing the waters, which we have found. I say we, those of us experienced with doing these types of, of raises or, or helping clients in this area, the testing the water component for a Reg A tended to be a waste of time because lots of people say, "Oh, wow, I'm interested. Let me click that button." And then when it came down to the offering being open, lots of them wouldn't invest. So that sort of was not particularly useful. The real way to test the waters is actually sell some shares, do a reg CF and sell some shares. That's the perfect way to test the waters. Now you know who's coming in. Now you know what the interest level is. And that could raise enough capital for um, you know, a small growing company to then say, okay, now I've got a few hundred grand. I'm going to do that reg A. And I'm going to call someone like Andrea Catania or Frank Ferraro about the process and decide which is the best way to go. Because I, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, want to do this strategically, grow my business, not give too much of it away, you know, so raise what I need, put it to use, and then uh, go go on that next level of, um, of capital raising. Wow. Wow, that was a really good reason why we should come and talk to you. Andrea, thanks again for giving us a little insight on go public and really start it going. How could somebody get in touch with you if they want to connect? Thank you. Well, my email address is ajc at msk.com. Uh, my telephone number, which should be, it should be visible, but it's 973-202-3049. I am textable. Um, and please call me if you're interested in learning more about uh, ways in which I help professionals, uh, people in the accounting and legal space, any service provider to the private and public company space, develop and grow their business. I am the exec producer of a show called Heart of Influence, and I'd be delighted to tell anyone about it. And Frank, it is always fun being on your show, and thank you so much for inviting me again. Always glad to have you, Always, and I know you always have something great to say, so... Um... Until next time, everybody, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Andrea. Have a Take great care. afternoon. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.